Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast coming at you from the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Elizabeth Scala here, and I am the Research Program Coordinator. And I'm Maddie Whalen, the Evidence-Based Practice Program Coordinator. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We're so excited to bring you today's topic, juicy information related to publication and a little bit about authorship. So Maddie Whalen is a published author and my goodness, publishing powerhouse. So Maddie, tell me lately, have you published anything recently? Yes, I was lucky enough to publish two articles in the Journal of Emergency Nursing in September of this year, as well as a letter to the editor for the Annals of Emergency Medicine. Amazing, amazing stuff. And folks, we're going to talk about the difference between types of publications in a future podcast, but let's stick to the topic here. Tell us. So Maddie, that's a lot of writing. You know, how did it go? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of work. But overall, it was a really rewarding process, and it was amazing to be able to see our organization be represented in our professional organization's journal. Excellent. And Johns Hopkins nurses, we need to get the great work that we do out there in writing. You know, so many other hospitals and organizations look up to us as nurse exemplars, as nursing heroes and leaders and stuff like that. So let's write up the accomplishments we have in terms of publications. So Maddie, speak to us about the very, you know, kind of high level process. Like what's the first, second, third, fourth thing people look to do when they think about starting to publish? So one of the first things you want to do is decide what journal you want to submit to. And there's definitely different tools that you can use to help you identify what might be the best fit, which we can give you more information about if you reach out to us. So once you are able to see, hmm, this is probably the journal that I want that's going to be the best fit for the information I'm providing, you can just look through their guidelines. And you also have the option to what's called querying the editor, which is when you send them an email and say, hey, we're super excited about this project we did, and we think it might be a good fit for your journal. What do you think? We'd love to submit, but we want to make sure that we're doing the best for both of us. And so hopefully they write you back and they say, this is awesome. We definitely want to feature your work in our journal, um, which is when you start to actually put the paper together and follow all the guidelines that they offer on the journal's webpage under guidelines for authors usually. Once everything is all written, all I's are dotted and T's are crossed, you're going to submit. You usually get just a form email back saying, thank you for your submission. We're going to review. And then one of the editors is going to look it over and say, hey, this is a great thing for our journal. We want to pass it on for our peer reviewers. Or looking at it again, maybe this isn't the best fit, so maybe you should try a different venue. But once it gets passed along to the peer reviewers, they will give you feedback usually in a couple months and some suggestions or edits that they're looking for. And you'll probably email back and forth a couple times just to make sure that everyone is getting all the information that they need and you're being as clear as possible and you have the most professional product you can possibly have. And then it will be published. It's usually published first online and then it'll come out a couple months later in the hard copy. Fantastic. And it's always fun to see your name in print. I know I take pictures of my articles, send them out to my parents or save the hard copies here in my home office. Before I ask you the next question, Maddie, one thing I want to point out to the audience is the fact that, you know, Maddie shared that you're going to write your paper, get it to the best product you can and submit to the journal. Another thing to remember as a Hopkins nurse is we also have our publication and presentation policy 
policy, which means you don't just send out information to a journal by yourself with not having any eyes looked at it beforehand. So you do want to make sure you're touching base with your manager, your departmental director. And again, Maddie and myself are happy to help you review. You know, we can kind of be that last editor, those set of eyes to make sure just for grammar and, you know, the right formatting and all the things that you don't want the paper coming back to you for. So again, remember there is that policy to share your work with your nursing leadership, have sort of their blessing and encouragement. And again, lots of those directors we have here are great editors themselves. Um, Happy to help you before you submit. All right. So you talked a little bit about how it went, the normal process, the high level steps to take. What are some tips? I mean, you mentioned your articles were pretty seamless processes. You know, what are some tips to make it easier? So the first thing is that we're all nurses. We're all super busy and we don't want to reinvent the wheel. So luckily, there are numerous outlines out there for the different types of projects that we do and the best way to write them up. And those outlines are almost just bulleted lists of all the information you need to include. And there's actually a clearinghouse website called equator-network.org. And when you click on that link, it gives you an opportunity to write, to input the type of project that you did, and it lets you know which type of outline you're supposed to follow. So one of the most common ones, and the ones that I've actually been doing a lot of recently, are quality improvement projects. And there is the Squire Guidelines 2.0, and they go through every single piece of information that you need to include, which sometimes might seem overwhelming, but if you take a step back and just think of it as a checklist, they tell you exactly what you need to have in there to have it be the strongest possible product. Mm. I know. Real quick, nurses, we love our checklist. So equator-network.org is the website. And as Maddie said, you type in the type of project you did and oh my goodness, they're going to give you the list. So you're not going to miss anything. You're not going to overlook something. You literally are following a step-by-step process for each type of scholarly work. I love it. All right. What's another tip? Like, let's say I've presented at a conference. Is there a tip about publication related to that? Yeah. So a conference is a great way to start to get your work out there. So if you've done a presentation, there's a couple different things that you can do that'll help get your work published in the journal. One thing is to take the abstract or the presentation that you put together and use that as the outline for your article. You've already put a lot of work into that product and you can really use that to transition into a full manuscript. So a couple things you can do are to, you can actually tape record yourself practicing the presentation or giving the presentation and use that as your outline. Or if you've done a podium presentation, you can just look through your slides and use that as the basic outline for your paper. The other thing is if you're looking for a place to publish, a lot of times if you're presenting at a conference for a professional organization, a lot of those organizations have a journal affiliated with their membership. So when you, if you've presented, for example, at the Emergency Nurse Association Conference, which is what we did recently, um, we can take that work and send them an email saying, hey, we presented this at your conference. It was received really well. And now we're hoping to give it to a larger audience through your journal. Is this something you'd be interested in? And that's a really nice way to segue from a podium or a poster presentation into a published manuscript with the same organization. 
I love it. So we're repurposing one project's content in a variety of ways. And in that repurposing format, we're actually doing a lot less work. I mean, I know it's work, you know, in a different way. But as Maddie was just describing, you've done a lot of the work. First of all, you've done the project. So kudos to you for that. You have the outcomes, you have the data, you have that information. Let's spread it and let's do it in a variety of ways. Now, I know you mentioned the real honest truths of publishing. You know, it, it is work. And I'm sure sometimes there's snags along the way. Are there any pitfalls that you've experienced when publishing? Um, unfortunately, yes. I've learned a lot of things by trial and error. One of the most important things I would mention is the problem of authorship. I have had projects where we haven't had a really good idea of the order of authorship and who is going to be contributing. And once we get to the end, that can lead to a lot of confusion or hurt feelings. Um, and so if I were to do it again, I would always go back and make sure that I we establish who is going to be on the paper, if they're going to be an author or a contributor or just acknowledge as a big part of the project, but not necessarily someone who wrote on the paper. And like Elizabeth mentioned, we do have the policy at Hopkins, which can help guide those conversations, because sometimes that can be a little bit of a sticky situation. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Maddie, before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to speak to regarding this topic of publishing? I would just like to say that I know it's a lot of work, but publishing has been one of the most rewarding parts of working on projects for me, both writing papers myself and also helping others to write. We do such great things at Hopkins every day, and it's this is the way to get that information out to the world. I don't think that people realize what a great job they do just by showing up to work every day and being able to highlight that is an amazing opportunity. That's a great point. Before we close, I want to highlight one thing you just said. You know, you mentioned publishing alone and also with a team. You know, if this is your first time, folks, you don't have to do this all by yourself. You know, go to your educator, your manager, your NC3. Who else did you work with? Was there a multidisciplinary team? Or is there a group working on a project that you're really passionate about? Get on that project team and figure out, you know what, guys, let's publish this work. You may not be the lead. You may not be the first author, but with time and experience, you can get there. So maybe even contributing to a paper and, and working on it with a group is a great way to get started. All right. So how people can find us. So we've given you lots of great information. We're happy to come out and work with you, with your groups, with your colleagues. You can find us on Facebook at the Johns Hopkins Center for Nursing Inquiry. We do have an email address, nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu. And then finally, on the nursing internet. So if you're on the top menu bar, you click on professional practice. On the left-hand column, you will find a page for the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Until next month, have a great month and enjoy another podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.